You're listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Dr. Rani Bora and Liz Scott. In each 10-minute episode, Rani and Liz explore the powerful truth about resilience, resourcefulness, and psychological well-being. And the good news is that it's much more simple than you ever thought. Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Liz Scott and I'm a well-being coach. And my name is Rani Bora, I'm a psychiatrist and a coach. And we're talking about difficult people, how to deal with difficult people. Yeah. So what do we mean when we talk about difficult people? What, what, who, well, don't name them obviously, but <laughs> what kind of people would you say are difficult? Well, it's def- definitely not me, you know that, Liz. <laughs> Can't be a difficult person, can we? I? Obviously, we're very reasonable. <laughs> Everyone else is difficult. <laughs> well, jokes aside, it's just a, you know, we, we sort of, when we say difficult people, I guess we are in a state, you know, we are in a state of mind where we are experiencing some, we are having some difficult thoughts about people, about their behavior. So, when I say someone is being difficult, clearly at that moment I'm judging their behavior and making it wrong. Now, irrespective of what they're doing, you know, we are not talking about right or wrong and what people should do or shouldn't do. But it's like when we label people as or difficult people, that's what we are, we, are, we are talking about. But if you really look at it closely, surely no one is born into the world with this label of being difficult people like you know difficult baby or something like that you know that's that's something sort of that we I don't know what to say but it's like we make things up again like we were talking about storytelling the uh, the stories we make up in the last last um, episode but it's something we make up about how things should be and if they're not the way they should be they are difficult what would you say to that yeah and and I think there's um, something I've I've really landed for me recently about when we talk about things like typical people is that um, it, we often have a, a, a way of navigating our way through the world thinking that I would be happy if people behaved in the way that I want them to behave so so for me and, and I'm so guilty of this is like um, I might look at people and go well if it wasn't for you I, I would be happy. So you need to change your behaviour in order for me to be happy. You are the cause of my discontent. And and what I've seen more recently is that that just can't be the case. And there's a lovely quote that um, I, I've got from Jack Kransky, and I, I can't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll make sure it's written up in the notes, is is that what happens is, is that it says something like, inadvertently, we're the ones creating the standards for our behaviour. Then we decide how upset we should get because we're not meeting those standards. And, and, and basically what we're doing is we do that with other people. We make up the standards for their behaviour and then we get up whether they're meeting those standards and then we, get, we make up how upset we should be because they're not meeting the standards that we made up that they should... And, and actually when you see it like that, it's, it, that made me laugh when I saw that quote because I realised what I was doing to both myself how I would beat myself up, but I'd, I'd also do that with other people. And they were oblivious to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was something for me that, that yeah. really resonated. 
And isn't it funny? Sometimes I think my daughter is being difficult and she thinks exactly the same about me. Mommy, you're being difficult. Now, who is right? So from our perception, sort of from each person's perception, we think we are in the right and sort of, again, going back to what you were saying, like, well, I'm in, I'm in the right and that person is not meeting my standards. They should be behaving like this. So they're in the wrong. So you're being difficult, right? You know, you're, you're being a difficult mom or you're being a difficult child. But... To to know that we all have our different, you know, we all have our separate realities. We all go through, you know, we have a, we we, we our, our our mind or our state of mind ebbs and flows. And then when we are in a flow state, when we are just in a in a in a nice space, so to speak, we we don't you know we don't judge people as being difficult. We just see that as like oh maybe they are in a rush or maybe they didn't mean that. Maybe they were just having a bad day. But sort of, um, yeah, so that's how it comes across to us. However, if we are in a in a fall mood or in a feeling low or something like that, then we are quickly to sort of judge and say they are being very difficult or mm-hmm. these people are always difficult. Mm-hmm. Like teenagers are always difficult. <laughs> and that was a conversation me and my daughter was, hey, was having before, you, you know, before we are having this conversation. She said that we have a reputation. Teenagers have a reputation of being difficult for the hormones and it's just a story. She says something like that. That's very wise, isn't it, to see that. <laughs> and, and, and that's another bit that, that is in the equation, isn't it? The, the, the mood or state of mind that we're in in any one moment means that we will have experienced somebody very differently despite their behaviour being maybe exactly the same as it was yesterday, depending on our mood. And that's, that's really key to, to see that. And, and, and the thing I just want to say here, Ronnie, because I, I do know that in the early days when I came across the inside-out understanding, I'd be going to myself, oh, so what you're saying is that if somebody does something wrong, I should just accept it? And is that, is that what we're saying? No. I guess, I guess that's, that's exactly, you know, that's one of the questions uh, people ask. Like, so you're saying that sort of we should just accept it or we should be in denial. And it's, it's, it's fascinating how... It's just the opposite. You know, we, we deal with what's in front of us as best as we can. But the less thinking we have and less, you know, like, this, this is not right, this is wrong, and the less clutter the mind is, the more we just sort of um, deal with whatever we, we have to deal with. And so I, I had this... Um, I was doing this workshop this morning for a team of NHS professionals and that was one of the things uh, we were talking about. Like having this understanding doesn't mean that sort of you are just going to accept the unacceptable. Like if people are, you know, intentionally doing things or doing things that you don't see, you know, you think that they shouldn't be doing. or It's not about you being quiet. And just allowing that to happen in front of your eyes. I think when you get this, when you really get this, it's like you do the best you can, but you also, you know, you also, in, in sort of, you're authentic. You know, you just sort of, um, you're just guided. Mm. You just do the things that make sense to you to do to stop that behavior or to say, "Excuse me, I want, can I? Can we just have a conversation of what happened just now?" I don't know. It could be. It could take any forms whatsoever. And I think that's really important. And for me, um, it's been the opposite. Like so, for me, rather than lie down and take 
bad behaviour, which is actually what I used to do, because I would beat myself up and I, I shouldn't be thinking this, and I, it's my fault, and you know, I would I wouldn't address behaviour that that frankly was unacceptable. Whereas now, what I find is that I realise at some level that I'm creating this experience myself internally. That that, and and that's really good just to know that. And I also know that it looks like they're they're creating that other person is creating the way I feel, and, and I know that can't be true. So for me, what tends to happen is is I wait, and I listen, and, I, and I'm really tuned in there much more to listening to that intuition, common sense, wisdom, whatever the language might be. And then I take what feels right to do. And so I, rather than sort of let people walk over me, which used to be what I used to do more, I tend to be quite firm and clear in my requests for people and their behaviour if I think they've maybe overstepped a line. Mm. So for me, it's been the flip side. I don't accept it. I, I but I feel like I'm coming from an authentic space. I'm, I'm, I'm not making them wrong, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I need to communicate this to you, and can we sit down and have a conversation about it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like the opposite, isn't it? Yes, yes. And, and what's good about this is, you know, just because people are being difficult doesn't mean you're just going to cut them off from your life because you know otherwise you'll be cutting everyone out of your life you're shutting everyone out of, 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 of your life out yes you out you go you know you're being difficult out, out you go i think when we really understand that when people are being difficult there's nothing to do with us but they are really taking their their thinking seriously and they are caught up in their thinking when we see that about rather than judging the behavior then what happens is like two things. We sort of, the, the conflicts that we might have, all these conflict resolutions sort of, you know, uh, ideas and techniques, it's, it's like you suddenly see that sort of you don't even have to apply a technique to feel rapport or to offer kindness or sort of compassion. You just see that they are in a bad place. And that's not who they truly are. That, you know, difficult people can never, difficult people, so diffi- difficult can never be the true identity of anyone and I think that's the core message we are giving people yes. here when we see that we know that it's just a matter of time they you know sort of before before something shifts yes I think that's that's really very key is it, and, and that's another thing that what you just said there has reminded me is I'm much more likely now to realize that the, the difference the, the difficult behaviour is being caused by them being very churned up in their own thinking and, and they just can't see clearly in that moment and that's not to condone any behaviour but it's just to understand the dynamic of what, what's occurring in that moment yeah. and that, that really helps me just to see what's going on and then compassion often is the natural symptom of me seeing that yeah. I don't have to do compassion it's, it's what arises when I see that in somebody else yeah, yes. difficult people. Mm. Well, we're going to next week um, explore this whole area of. We're going to look at go to the workplace, and not just the workplace, but when we take our work home. So we're going to have that as the the theme of our next podcast. But you've been listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with uh, Rani Bora and with myself, Liz Scott. Mm-hmm. 
You've been listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Liz Scott and Dr. Rani Bora. Check out coachingconnect.co.uk and ranibora.com for information, articles and ideas about well-being. Oh,